Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. We are with Sabrina Hahn. She is an art collector, an art dealer at a major gallery in New York City, and the author of children's book, ABCs of Art. She also runs the Instagram, Han Fine Art. Welcome to Cozying Up. Thank you so much for having me, especially on this rainy day. It's actually really cozy in here. Yay, it's co- we're cozying up with the clear cut. Um, it's so good to see you. I'm so happy you're here. Sabrina and I used to do class pass together all the time. Yes. I've kind of fallen off the train a little bit. Me too. <laughs> I'm definitely like in my... Um, what is, is there's like a thing called winter 15 or is that just like a freshman 15 thing I'm not sure but I'm definitely having my winter bod like in full fledged motion it's all about the coziness <laughs> yeah we're getting really cozy so tell me a little bit about what you've been up to um I know that when we last were chatting you were running still running your Han Fine Art um, Instagram account which is amazing because she posts all like the most incredible pieces of art and now you're a dealer and I know you've been collecting for a while and have this amazing book so tell me a little bit about how you got started in the art world like what made you get into it where did you study it in college yeah so it has been a total lifelong journey for me, and it's actually been so fun to see it come kind of full circle with ABCs of Art, the children's book, um, because my love of art really started from a really young age. My mom um, was also an art lover and is to this day. She was an art history major in college, and she's the one who really got me into um, art. So we would go to museums together and um, Actually, this book even is inspired by her in a way because when we would go to museums, she would always ask my brother and me really creative questions about the art that we saw. It wasn't just like explaining to us. Yeah. It was was really interactive. So it was like, what do you see? And it's really teaching us how to look and how to to think and how to see. Um, I did study art history in college as well. And then since then, I have been in the art world um, as an art dealer and super lucky to get to work with amazing artists and art collectors. Um, so what was your first job like out of college in the art world? Right. This is, this is a, I took a non-traditional path and um, <laughs> it was, it's, it's really been great following that. I was up until recently independent. I had, um, I was an independent art dealer, um, art advisor working with different art collectors to build their collections and find really great pieces that spoke to them. It's all super personal, so I always yeah. really love that. And now recently I joined um, this gallery, major gallery in Chelsea, and I love it. So it's another side of what I was doing. I feel like it's a platform to expand what I was doing. And um, But how, how did you find like your clients when you were independent like that? You know, how did you find these art collectors that trusted you to help them find, you know, their perfect art? And I know a lot of it it can be so, like, expensive and personal, and they're going to, like, you know, keep it forever, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it is very, it's a a very long-term type of, it's nice to take a long-term view on things in the art world. And so the way that I really got my start was a lot of luck, and, um, it's interesting, right around the time that I graduated, or I was about to graduate from college, was a time that we saw a, a rising interest in art from the East. Mm-hmm. So when I was younger, 
Um, I grew up in Hong Kong for a few years, which is actually kind of how you and I know each other through a mutual friend yes. in Hong Kong. Yes, <laughs> my roommate from high school and boarding school, hi Tanya Tip, um, <laughs> was your family friend, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, we were like three years old <laughs> when we first met. Um, and so it was really a confluence of all these factors. I'd studied Mandarin in school and college, grew up a little bit in Hong Kong, and then came back to the States, was engaging in the art world, but this was right around the time when people that I knew were really far away, interested in art that was in the West and what was going on in New York and um, California and Miami. And I was on the ground here, so I was able to be there, trusted eyes and ears. And then from that, that's how I kind of got my start. So your clients would be um, like Asian clients living in Hong Kong, and but they were interested in art that was in like New York and Miami and wherever in the States? Yeah. Oh, and cool. That, that's kind of how part of... Um, what I was doing got started then also having gone to middle school and high school in New York there were um, a combination of sort of established clients and I mean collectors who I'd known for a Mm -hmm. while who I just had a long-term trusted personal relationship with and also sort of a new generation of younger collectors or people interested in art that I also had built really great friendships with and relationships with and they kind of and to this day, we use this term where they'll be like, will you be my art spirit guide? Yeah. Navigating well, you know, what's crazy. We were just at Art Basel last weekend and we were walking through like, I don't know, thousands and thousands of galleries. And I was like, so if I had some money to invest in art, I would like I was like, we should I would hire Sabrina to like figure it out for me. I'd be like, I like this kind of thing and that kind of thing. And you would kind of just guide me and be like, I think this would be a good investment for you. Or like this is like the type of vibe you're going for. Right. I think it's yeah tailored to each specific person. Um, and everything is about finding what speaks to you, especially with art. Again, it's like both a personal choice that you make and really a way to express yourself mm-hmm. so you can sh- uh, like demonstrate to people your values or who you are based on the art that speaks to you. Yeah, so you don't focus on like one typical style of art, you just base it off of whatever your client style is? Um, I'd say Or is uh, it or do you have a specific style that you're like a specialist in? I think it's more of a general time period. It's okay. modern and contemporary art. I would say post post-war modern and contemporary art. Um, but I feel like each adventure with different collectors is totally different. Mm-hmm. And that's what's also really fun. Um, that is what I focused on in my studies mm-hmm. uh, in art history, modern and contemporary art. But sometimes things surprise you and you find things from other time periods, other cultures that really add like layers to a collection. So. And so although you studied art history, are you like always keeping up with all the new artists? There's so many out there. So you always have to have, you know, your finger on the pulse, right? Yeah, I think it's a good combination of traditional like art history, because it's really important to sort of, especially for contemporary artists, understand and situate those, those artists within the canon of art history. Also, a lot of what I do is um, engaging with artworks from artists of previous generations. So mm-hmm. It's really a combination of both time periods. But I think the most interesting thing is when you see collections of um, that have contemporary art that also integrate in some of the great, you know, masters of other eras. Because it's really cool to see the conversations that happen visually between all the artworks. So yeah, you don't have to only stick to one specific type of style or even time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Very cool. I'm going to need you one day because I don't <laughs> even know how to start navigating that at all. You're my diamond and jewelry spirit guide. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So what made you... So when did you transition to start working at a gallery? So it was this past year. Mm-hmm. And in conjunction with... Um, the opening of a new space for this gallery in Chelsea, which has really become an amazing hub for the community. And it's all about, I think the spirit of the art world, I think we're moving towards trying to make art generally more accessible to different people and different forms of art. Just so like art. diamonds, making them more accessible. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, I think Cause technology art, has a lot to do with it. But because sure. art, I think just like jewelry can be kind of intimidating. I mean, I know I'm intimidated by it because you look at it and you like don't know a lot about it. So you're like, oh, I'm just like not into art because you're scared to, you know, speak wrong about it or not know. And I think that's similar to diamonds where people are like, oh, I'm not into diamonds because they just like don't know about it and are scared like because it seems unattainable, you know? That's what's been so great about the clear cut Instagram. <laughs> I mean, like you feel like you're like, oh, I can become a mini... You know, like a student of the jewelry. And that's what you're doing. Yeah, with Han Fine Art. That's actually why I started posting on Instagram years ago. Just everything has always been things that I like, and there's no rhyme or reason to the flow of things, but it's really just like, do do these artworks speak to me? Can I share it with more people? And what's been really fun is that it has had a nice following and what's really cool is when artists will comment and say oh my gosh this piece really inspires me oh that's so cool it is really really fun and in a way that also kind of ties into how the children's book abc's of art like the spirit of that book as well which is really about making art more fun and accessible to children but also i mean their parents and their grandparents or whoever is taking care of them as well yeah so tell us a little bit about how you decided to write your children's book always been a dream of mine like I've, I was a creative pretty creative kid definitely nerdy still am <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> spoke really in a um it's just been a dream come true to have a physical book out there um and the reason why is to make I feel like as you were saying art can be an intimidating to people, it can seem intimidating to people, or for only a certain, you know, group of people, or there are only certain people who are interested in mm-hmm. it. But I think what's so special about art is that it's actually really a universal thing. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the main things, and I would say the arts in general, art, fine art, music, dance, performance, all these things are really a way. It's something that connects everybody beyond just like the surface level of things. And so in that vein, I was like, oh my gosh, you know. As a kid, I was so lucky. My mother took my brother and me, and, and my dad was also like a student. <laughs> she was our teacher. She would take us to all the museums and galleries and art shows and really, um, with her expertise, teach us and guide us through it. And I'm like, but there isn't something out there really like that for kids today in like a traditional book form. Yeah. So I think that kind of all those pieces together came and... Um, can I can I see it? Yes. I was looking at it earlier and it feels like so amazing. This is like such a good like book and a gift to give anyone, but I was looking at it and I think it's so cool because a lot of people you don't know what to give as like a gift for a baby, but this is fun and educational because they get to learn about all of these 
really, you know, historical, important pieces, but in a fun, like, accessible way. Like, how many apples can you count in this Cezanne painting? And then, you know, when they go to the museum, they're going to know, like, oh, that's the Cezanne painting I counted the apples in. So they're going to know all about, you know, these major artists and these, like, iconic pieces in a fun, educational way, which is, like, what you want to give little babies, right? Totally. (laughs) been amazing I've done some readings I went to Horseman a school in New York and I went to the Horseman nursery school so cute and it was really so cute to read this book to all the kids because they knew some of the artists from Sesame Street which I thought was oh really Sesame Street's good some of the the kids they were like oh I wanted to see the Mona Lisa in Paris and the Mona Lisa's in here but (laughs) even some lesser known ones it was really amazing I think the alphabet is a great way well because they're learning the alphabet anyway exactly Mm -hmm. so they're learning the alphabet anyway and this is a way it's a it's like a visual way to learn there are a lot of bright colors and i really was thoughtful about the selections of the artworks and the artists in here so all different time periods all different styles so cool so abc's of art is if you couldn't tell an alphabet book Mm -hmm. where every letter of the alphabet is matched to an object in a very iconic painting or a painting by a famous artist throughout our history from different cultures and then um, there are interactive questions I love this this Gustav Klimt my dad took me to like a gallery (laughs) and was teaching me all about it (laughs) exactly it's so it's so cute um so I feel like this is a way to do that or for people who can't go to the museums yeah And everyone wants to, you know, give a little kid, like, a little bit of an education, right? But, like, in a fun way. They don't want to just, like, have them, I don't know, right. play on the iPad or whatever, yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> have it be something bright and fun that they gravitate And towards. it feels like, I feel like kids would love, like, holding and playing with this, too. There was a lot of detail that went into it because it's a cloth cover and die-cut letters and everything. So pretty. So. How long did it take you to, like, mm-hmm. from the idea to actual like production distribution like how long did that take right it's been about one and a half years which is oh that's not bad yeah not bad for the publishing world yeah and i'm so lucky this book is published by sky pony press here in new york and simon and schuster is the distributor so and people can find it nationwide Mm -hmm. um on amazon and they're also in like gift shops in some major museums right exactly so it's nationwide in bookstores like Barnes and Noble and Books of Wonder here in New York. I did a signing. Oh, I, I walk that. by there all the time. It's so cute. So much. Um, and it's also, I'm so excited that it is in um, the museums, major museums across the, across the country, including the Met, the Metropolitan Museum of Art here in New York, the new MoMA, which wow. is incredible. Their new, their new gift store in the entire building is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, the Guggenheim, the Jewish Museum, Philadelphia Museum of Art, Crystal Bridges in Arkansas. But because I, I, I don't know much about children's books in the art world, but I feel like there must have been a need for this because I, I don't know. I don't. I felt the need. Yeah. As, as I was giving, as I give gifts to people, I'm like, I want it to be a book or. An, an yeah. I was just saying Kyle and I, our friend just had a baby and we're like, what do we give? this baby as a gift like a stuffed animal right. like whatever you know but this is definitely like a but much better gift. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And I always go to like the gift shops in all of the museums after and like mosey around. And I feel like that's like the perfect, perfect place for it. So exciting. So we always ask all of our guests, like, what is your spark? Like, what is your motivation that keeps you going? Like, what inspired you, you know, to write your book, to, you know, collect art, like everything that you do? Yeah, I think everything, you know, it's following your intuition and things about, you know, what your next step should be in life. But I think it's all tied together through this appreciation and respect that I have for people who are creating things, whether they're creating, they're creative and they're creating art or they're founders of companies like you guys. Um, and you invest on the side in startups, right? Too, yeah, I'm an angel investor in a bunch of startups, also an investor in VC funds and um, anything so seed cool. through growth, depending on the company. So kind of changing gears, what are some of your favorite things or people or types what like motivates you to invest in a company it's actually interesting i've been reflecting on this because i am in these two worlds the art world and also i feel like the tech and investing world and you don't invest in art exactly they're separate yeah they are separate i do get that question a lot they're very separate and i think they're distinct worlds but as i reflect more and more and sort of like what is this either spark in someone else that I see that mm. makes me think, oh my gosh, I really I gravitate towards this artist, or I feel like, oh my goodness, this founder is building something incredible. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to like support that journey. I think it's this general spirit that are tied, that are very similar between these two profiles and types of individuals, which is really of a builder who might be a rule breaker, but really has some kind of internal compass that they're following. And I feel like that's what I try to lean into as well in my own life, just like, finding the path that's right for you but I feel like founders and artists have like a beyond a level beyond just us normal regular people (laughs) oh my god you're a creator you just created some something amazing anything else that you've invested in that's been exciting um I am super excited about a company here actually based in New York Mm. it's called Noom N-O-O-M, and you may have seen... Is it a dieting one? Yeah, exactly. It's a weight loss. I mean, look I, at you. Go, yeah. You were on fire. Girl, I think my dad told me about that because he's <laughs> looking into a lot of different diets right now. It actually really, really works. It's cognitive behavioral therapy and coaching, and it's all individualized and personalized, and I love that the ethos behind this company is really empowering people to take control over whatever they want to do in getting healthy. Um, so that I really love. And then I'm also an investor in this company, Dolls Kill, out of California, which is an amazing, um, amazing brand. Awesome. Clothing. Yeah, clothing. <laughs> and they're really, it's actually, I feel like, a generation-defining brand and really focused on Gen Z and individual expression. So um, I really just love kind of... So you just invest in all types of consumer-based mason? It's actually... On both sides of things, it really depends on um, the founding team and the dynamic and relationship that we have, and this bond and long-term journey. Because, as you know, as a founder, it's really about finding people. Who yeah, you with you. Because the worst thing is to not have like not be on the same page with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's really that's the foundation of everything. Um, trying to, um, yeah, that's that's really. What it is. So your spark is just creative people building things like that's what inspires you and keeps you going yeah and actually I think the root of it really is 
because when I think of like the most intrepid and inspiring people in my life, it's actually my grandparents are definitely some of them because they came over from North Korea and South Korea. Wow, North Korea. Yeah, yeah um, in the mid 20th century uh, to New York. So the 1950s, wow. 1960s, right after the Korean War with nothing. And they really did embody this spirit of just like, forging your own path, building something from nothing. Yeah. The, you, the hustle, right? Yeah. And I, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago with Liliana, and it's like, I'm first generation too, um, and I feel like I saw my parents who are both entrepreneurs, like just working so hard and working for themselves and building something. And that I think without even knowing inherently is like the driving force for, you know, you to build and create yeah it's like you don't even realize it but it's like wired into the way you just operate because that's what you know and that's what you respect and you're like oh yeah this is how things are done yeah <laughs> I, I love hearing stories like that that's so cool um and your, are your grandparents still here today yeah most of the, the ones that I've grown up knowing are all still with us and we're so lucky and to this day in their 80s for example my mother's parents are incredible do they they're tell you crazy stories oh awesome like, like guys <laughs> exactly and they're in their 80s and they still go to work every single day they love it what hundreds of employees like they're what do so they do active. they have this business that they started when they came to the United States and they still run it to this day in the fashion industry actually wow that's crazy well so we always transition from our spark to sparkle but before that I wanted to gift you our spark ring <gasps> So this is just a tiny reminder every day of, you know, what keeps you going and your inspiration. If it doesn't fit you, we'll give you like the right size. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so, thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, jewelry can take on like so much more meaning than just like, you know, any other luxury piece. So we always ask our guests to bring, you know, a special piece of jewelry that has like a, an extra like emotional attachment. So did you bring something? I did. I'm actually wearing it. It might be kind of hidden by my hair. Ooh, so pretty. Light. But it's... This Alhambra. Exactly. <laughs> the Von Cleef Alhambra. And the reason why... I like I don't think I've ever seen that style though where there's one and it splits off into two. Yeah, Normally, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. see the station necklace. So they, they do this... Um, well, I've seen it on my grand. The reason why it's special to me is because my grandmother, my mother, and I all have the same, the same exact necklace. With the mother of pearl. With the mother of pearl, my mother and mine are exactly the same, and my grandma, being the cool, <laughs> you know, literal rule breaker that she is, she got this, the gorgeous. Uh, it's it's um I think maybe it's white gold version. Yeah. It's sort of darker mother of pearl, and she looks amazing. <laughs> but I think I love that. Oh my god, that's so cute. It ties us together in three generations. Mm-hmm jewelry and like when we wear it together yeah events and things like that oh my god I love that and I know we always ask our guests what they want to see if it's something sparkly and you said you like earrings are you more of like a hoops or like stud or what kind of girl are you I'm a stud I'm a stud girl so today I brought hoops and studs but I brought these really pretty little emerald cut studs Really? Yeah. Because I think they're so much cooler than just a, you know, or if you wanted something different than a traditional round brilliant, these are like really funky and cute. So these are like wow. one and a half carat each. They're super cute, right? These are so gorgeous. <laughs> Can I try them? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, love a step cut. They're super like 
understated, elegant, they but are like so beautiful. Like, I have to say, I have not seen many people like with them or wearing them, and I think I love them. Yeah, they're so much. Oh my god, great for every day. <laughs> they're gorgeous. Wow, awesome. Well. I'm really excited that you were able to come. This was so much fun and catching up. So it was so exciting having you here. Um, it was great catching up. You should follow Sabrina at Han Fine Art, which is H-A-H-N Fine Art for all of your daily art inspo. Um, her book, ABCs of Art, the amazing children's book. Everyone has to get it for their kid or their friend's kid. It's available nationwide. Check it out on Amazon if you're in one of the major museums, MoMA, Met, where else? Guggenheim? Guggenheim, Everywhere. Barnes and Nobles everywhere. Check out ABCs of Art. And where else can people follow you? That's it, right? Awesome. And of course, if you want to see the beautiful jewelry you're looking at today, Follow us on YouTube at The Clear Cut. And of course, follow us on Instagram at The Clear Cut. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week. Bye.